Hi, my name is Lindsay Hafner, and today I will be interviewing Jason Baldwin on his Marine experiences and his life after the Marines. So let's get on with the interview. So, your name is Jason. Okay, it's like my dad's name, but it's okay. So, <laughs> you were in the Marines? Yes. Um, I was in from August of 1996 to August of 2000. Okay. Can't do that mental math in my head, but... That's four years. Okay. <laughs> Why did you go into the Marines? Um, well, the, uh, I did some college visits my senior year in uh, late August, September, and I realized a few things. One, a 2.1 GPA isn't good. Two, I spent all my money on baseball cards and stamps, uh, so I had no money, and my grades sucked, and so I was looking uh, for another route, and I was actually three days away from signing with the Air Force when the Marine recruiter called me and suckered me in with uh, with uh, camping. Okay. Um, so was that just like, that was all the motivation you needed to join? Yeah, because I realized from friends who had graduated previously that um, uh, my chances of being successful where I was at my senior year of high school, being successful in college, were not good. And so I felt that I needed to do something to sort of uh, reorient myself to get on, uh, to straighten myself out. And so I was able to... um, through my experience in the Marine Corps, I learned, uh, you know, punctuality, accountability, uh, time management skills, um, organization, all items that I did not possess or did not try to foster in my belt while I was in high school or earlier. Um, okay. What was your experience like in the mili- though in the Marines? Um, so, um, I won't go on too, too detailed, but I thought that, uh, my experience was good. Uh, you know, I learned all the things that, and developed the skills that I was missing, like the accountability, the organization, the time management, um, you know, the, uh, the ability to get all the stuff done that I needed to do with the time allotted I have so that I had skills to be successful in whatever I decided to do later on and that actually helped out in college because when I graduated from college with my bachelor's I graduated with a 3.29 GPA and I graduated my master's with a, almost a 3.9 GPA. Um, how did being in the Marines change your life afterwards? Like what was it like, what was the biggest change in your life after the Marines? Uh, I felt that I had more confidence in myself and that uh, I I felt that uh, I, uh, I would say confidence and then the skills that I mentioned before were all things that I was lacking or had fostered. So I, I felt that my experience in the Marine Corps helped to build those uh, skills that are needed. And... Uh, you know, that those are skills that everyone needs. And so I realized 
my senior year that those are lacking. So those were the biggest things that I took away. But the thing that's also nice is because uh, uh, when you're a veteran, you know, you you get benefits from the VA um, for housing. If you become disabled, like uh, uh, you get some injuries, you get disability insurance, which I get. And so there's there's some perks to it in the GI Bill and all that stuff. So, you know, it's nice. It'll pay for my uh, parts of my five years of my undergrad. Okay, that's cool. Um, what was, like, an average day for you in the Marines? Um, so, it, it honestly depended on the day. So, on, like, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, we had uh, PT. So, we would wake up and meet at the... Uh, Depending upon what we were doing, one of two fields um, to to, to uh, do our morning stretches, and they're all done to cadence one, two, three, one, one, two, three, two. So, so and so forth for like jumping jacks and stretches and stuff like that. And then we would either do like a a uh, form run, a uh, I forget what it's called, but you're running single file, and the person at the end has to run to catch up to the one in front. Yeah. Uh, or play like football or soccer or some other activity where you're getting a lot of movement. In. Um, and then we would just go to work like it was a regular nine to five job. I was in ordinance, and so I dealt with uh, uh, doing maintenance on uh, equipment that held bombs and missiles and transported them. And then later on, I was in charge of eight magazines that had 500, 1,000, 2,000-pound bombs, white phosphorus, red phosphorus, and C4. Um, anywhere, depending upon the time of year, between 50 million to 200 million worth of munitions. So... You gonna talk about how you dropped the bombs? What? Are you gonna talk about when you dropped the bombs? Oh, she didn't ask, so I'm not gonna say. <laughs> so, so I was driving a 12,000 pound forklift, and there was a pallet of six 500 pound bombs, and so I went and put the forks underneath. But I re forgot that the lip at the top of the uh, uh, the uh, the area where the tr trucks backed into was sticking out, and so the end of the forks got stuck on that lip, and so I kept lifting it up, but the the thing was stuck, and so the bombs rolled down a six foot hill. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully the banding didn't break, and so not they didn't go rolling or didn't blow up. I'll be honest, I didn't even swear, because if I did, it wouldn't have mattered. If it would have gone off, I'd have been dead instantly. But thankfully, that didn't happen. <laughs> thankfully. Um, would you say that was the craziest thing that happened in the Marines? Uh, that was one of them. Um, another time, I was talking to my sergeant, driving a little scooter, wasn't paying attention, and I hit a truck driver and broke his leg. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh. The funny thing is, is I didn't get blamed for it. They, he blamed somebody else who was on the scene that was talking to him. That's a good thing, then. You didn't get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, where did you live when you were in the Marines? Uh, so I asked for the West Coast because when I was growing up, my parents didn't have a lot of money. And the furthest West I've been was uh, Fort Worth, Texas, because uh, my dad worked at Bell Helicopter there for 10 years. Um, they put me in Yuma, Arizona, which is like uh, the uh, butthole of America. It's right where Arizona, California, and uh, Mexico come together. Like, there is literally nothing there, but all the cool stuff around. Like, you got San Diego, Los Angeles, uh, Las Vegas, Phoenix, and Tucson, all about a three to six hour drive away. So, you know, nothing to do in Yuma per se, but uh, cool stuff to go to on the weekend. Yeah. Um, I also got to uh, spend 11, 12 months overseas. I spent uh, a month and a half on, uh, on uh, Okinawa and then spent another month and a half doing circles around Okinawa. And then I spent uh, three months on uh, uh, mainland Japan in a base, Iwakuni, which is about 35 miles away from where Hiroshima was. So on the weekend, I was able to go up and visit the, the bomb site where the, uh, the bomb went off. And then I spent uh, five and a half, six months in the Persian Gulf floating off of the coast of Kuwait when uh, Saddam was violating no-fly zone back in 98, 99, time frame. And then back to Yuma. That was, you've been a lot of places actually. What was your favorite place to be like? because uh, I don't know, Japan was pretty cool. So I would have to say of all the places I visited, uh, Japan was nice. But when we were on the boat, uh, when I was overseas, uh, I had port calls in like uh, Korea and Singapore. And actually my brother is in the Marines and I uh, he was in the same uh, group I was when we uh, ported in so I got to hang out with my brother for about two days, which was nice. Did your, how old is your brother? Did he join when you did? My brother, uh, so my brother and I are separated by about 17 months. And so I graduated in 1996 and he graduated in 97. So he was in from July of 90, wait, July of 97 to July of 2001. And so he was just the year after me, uh, time frame wise, being in the, the Marine Corps. Um, I don't know what else questions to ask. <laughs> Would you want your kids to go to the military? Yes. Why? Because I feel that it, it promotes. Hold on a second. Lulu! He's okay. Lulu! Lulu! Hold on, I'll be right back.
You're fine. He was getting, he was getting a little, a little busty, so I figured I'd hold him for a little bit. So what was the question? I'm sorry. Um, would you want your kids to go into the military? Yeah, I feel that uh, you know, you know, I picked up a couple of bad habits when I was in, but. Uh, overall, I feel that uh, the skills that I learned while I was in there and the skills that I built upon helped me to become more successful as I uh, got out and went into the, the college and into the job force. Uh, I feel that uh, other than marrying Anja, going into the Marine Corps was my, the best decision I made. What, uh, do you want to talk about your, what injuries you got from the military? Uh, so, being in ordinance, uh, a lot of the items that I uh, dealt with were heavy. And so, the first injury I got uh, was a back injury. And uh, it wasn't meant to happen when I was lifting something. I was doing a stretch called a cherry picker. And that's where you bend and you put your arms out and then progressively move closer to you and then stand up with your hands on it. One, two, three, one, one, two, so on and so forth. And so it was like the sixth one I bent down and I felt my back go And so literally for almost a year, you could tell it was me coming down the hallway because my shadow was in the shape of an S. And so I got a couple of bulging discs. Um, the stretching is what broke the camel's back, but was from lifting all the heavy stuff that I was lifting. And then the other injury came from playing football. I don't know how much you know about positions and whatnot, but I was the middle linebacker covering the uh, running back coming out of the backfield, and the ball was tossed to him, so I reached over the shoulder to slap it out, and uh, his head banged back into my mouth, shoving two of my teeth through my upper and lower lips and into the top of my uh, mouth, and I had to get a, a root canal. And then my, no, my first injury was at boot camp, so... When it rains and we can't really go training, we spent 12 hours a day shining shoes and cleaning our gun. And so they would periodically call us up to what's called the quarter deck, which is an open space near where the uh, drill sergeants sleep when they spend the night to work us out for about 15 minutes so we get some physical exercise. So I brought my gun up. I, uh, when I was done, I went to go grab my gun and I knocked all the guns over. And so I'm not sure what happened, but uh, they kept me up there. And then drill instructors from other platoons just started showing up out of the woodwork to work me out. And after uh, two and a half hours, my shoulder was shot. So here, here's what I did. They lost my uh, sick chit. And so I was only supposed to be on light duty for uh, three days. Uh, but I, I stayed on my duty for a, a week and they were finally like, uh, we're going to do this hike. If you can't do this hike, then we're going to have to keep you back. And I was like, my shoulder's fine. Let's go. But I, 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 uh, I played the system as long as I could. I actually got meritoriously promoted out of boot camp. What would you say to someone who wants to join the Marines? Like, any advice for them? Who wants to join the Marines? Uh, uh, I would say make sure that you're in shape. Give yourself some time uh, to get in shape so that you can handle the rigors of it. Um, the uh, Normally, when 
to a recruiting station. They have weekly meetings that you go to. Uh, what a lot of people don't tell you is that when you sign the contract, it's actually an eight-year contract. So that includes your active duty time. And then after you're done with your active duty, there's what's called the IRR, inactive reserve Uh um, that and they have that in place so that they do need to call people back up in a time of conflict. They don't have to institute the draft. They have people under contract that they can call up. Um, but also, if you sign up early enough, like if you know you're going to go into the military and you, you, you sign up and you go to the weekly meetings at your uh, recruitment uh, area, that time also counts towards that eight-year time frame. And so, I mean, uh, there's ways. Like my brother, when he got out, he got out in the July of 2001, and that that was like two months before September 11th happened. He actually got orders to reactivate, but his knees were shot, and he had to have knee surgery, so they rescinded his orders for to reactivate him. Um, so just some things to keep in mind the hardest part is not so much the physicality of it it's the mental part because the, you got to be mentally strong because they're literally in your face 24 7 uh demeaning you trying to break you down to build you back up and so that is the hardest part like when i went in my original platoon when i showed up on the day and 11 30 at night and big big dudes started yelling at me to get on their yellow footprints there are 72 of us uh, when, when I, on graduation day, um, there were 52 of us and of the 52, 32 were from the original 72. So people get hurt and have to drop out. People get fat and have to like work the weight off. People suck at shooting. So they have to spend more time at the rifle range. Um, like me on the day before, qualifying i did horrible and the guy who was uh with me and the other two guys he's like baldwin there is no way you're gonna pass you suck you effing suck and i was like oh yeah really and so i ended up getting uh over a 200 score on qualification day i was like take that what is qualification day So when you are on the rifle range, uh, Marines shoot from 200 yards, 300 yards, and 500 yards, and there's a and it's a small target. It's like a uh, red circle that's the size of uh oh no, it's like nine six or nine inches in diameter, and that's the only thing that you're aiming for. And you hit it, you get a point or a series of points, you miss it, you get no points. There might be an outer ring where you get a little bit fewer points, uh, but you get uh, 30 shots at 200. Uh, wait, yeah, 30 shots at 200, I think 10 or 20 shots at 300 and 10 shots at 500. And you just that scores have to add up to a minimal amount. I'm not sure what that is, but that's how that works. And you have to use the various different positions. You got the standing position, the sitting position, and the prone position that you have to shoot from. Like you do all three at the at the the 
200, you do two of the three at the 300, and you only do prone at 500. So I can hit a target from a quarter of a mile away. Um, so what's your job now after the Marines and everything? So I, I held a series of jobs. Like when I was in college, I was a uh, tutor and I was also a manager at the local Wendy's. Um, I then got my master's and I was actually a science teacher for uh, five and a half years. I taught earth science, chemistry, physics, physical science. And then uh, I uh, worked at GE and wrote licenses and agreements so GE could send their military engines to their overseas uh, overseas partners in like Saudi Arabia, Korea, you know, Europe, Mexico, and pretty much any any uh, aircraft that has a GE engine. Uh, I, had, I wrote the contracts and submitted them to the Department of State, Department of Commerce, so they could get. And uh, today I work at Wright Pat Air Force Base uh, doing hazardous waste uh, uh, remediation, or, well, not remediation, but I deal with hazardous waste so that uh, the, because Wright Pat isn't a flying base like you would imagine most Air Force bases to be. It's the uh, headquarters of where all the research, or uh, most of the research and development in the Air Force occurs. So a lot of stuff is labs and research. And so there's all sorts of neat, fun chemicals that you come across. And so my job is to collect it and ship it off for proper disposal. Mm -hmm. And ensure they do it within the EPA guidelines and Department of Transportation guidelines. Do you think that your job now is harder than when you were in the Marines? Uh, it, it honestly depends on the situation. Um, I mean, there we have a lot of customers on base that uh, do waste, and so it's, uh, uh, it's hard to keep on top of that. You have to be really organized because we have 108 locations on base that that create hazardous waste on a regular basis, and then other areas that every so often will create waste. So we have a lot of producers of waste, and so. When it comes to organization and stuff like that, it's harder to keep track of those items. Uh, and so I'd say that that honestly would, makes it harder than pretty much all the other jobs I've had just because of the amount of organization that's required. Okay, I think that's all my questions. Okay, thank you. To conclude today's interview with Jason, um, my biggest takeaways from this would be his overall experiences in the Marines and the little stories he showed us during the interview. Um, his life during the Marines, it wasn't like a normal life, but it wasn't so different. And where he was stationed was really amazing to me. He got to experience a lot of different places. Um, but overall, I think I have bigger knowledge of how the Marines are and his life in the Marines. So thank you for listening to my interview and bye.